Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day listeners and welcome to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. I've lost my usual journey partner this week, Dave. Not here. He's left me high and dry. I know he didn't back a winner in the cup, because he's certainly not a betting man, but I do know he's not here. So I'm joined this week by our producer, Jude Hennessy. G'day, Jude. G'day, Dodsy. Great to join you in a different role, mate. Go easy on me, okay? <laughs> what do you reckon's happened to Dave? Mate, he can't get in this week. He's, uh, he's a man in high demand, I know that much, so it looks like you'll, uh, you'll have to nurse me through an hour of the journey. Not a problem, Jude. Strap yourself in. Look, we never know what's going to come out of our mouths. But it seems to be working so far. The journey's going great guns. certainly is, mate. Congratulations. The first uh, first few months have been a great success. We've got a growing audience and uh, and you two are doing a a really good job. Well, when Dave's here, he's doing a really good job. You're doing a good job on your own today. Thanks, mate. How's your week been, Dodsy? It's been awesome. Thanks for asking. I had a bit of a flutter on the Melbourne Cup last Tuesday, as quite a lot of us did. I did pretty well on the sweep, but, but that's only once a year for me. If you want to get your heart fluttering... And sweep the one you love off their feet. I want to recommend a book, Jude, that I've started reading. Yeah. The book's called Redeeming Love. It's by Francine Rivers. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's all about the redeeming power of forgiveness and sacrifice and true unconditional love. I'll let you know how the story unfolds as I read it, but I tell you what, you can't put the book down, and when you do, you're a changed person. Mate, I've had two people recommend it to me mm. in the last couple of weeks, so um, I'll take your advice. I'll hunt it down and, and start leafing through it myself. Hmm. Dude, I need to know about your week. How's it been, mate? Thanks for showing interest, Dotsie. It's been, it's been pretty good. Been pretty good. Bit busy, but um, looking very much forward to the start of the Ashes series. I'm a cricket tragic and can't wait for it to kick off. Hopefully, a bit of revenge after what was done to us in England earlier in the year. Twenty-first of November. I know. Gabba. Ticking down. Mm. What's on the show today, Dotsie? Come on, Jude, you're the producer. You should already know what's on the show. Yes, well, how about you humour me and, uh, and tell me anyway? Yeah, right, eh? Coming up first, of course, Gospel Reflection with Father Richard Healy from Camden. Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. He's followed by Sister Hilden with her wisdom from the Abbey. Trish McCarthy gives us her usual dose of milk and honey. And the Parolas get into it with some smart loving. And to cap it off, Pete Gilmore living the Gospel. We've got heaps of great music on the show today too, which is uh, sensational, so let's get into it. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. The long journey that we have been on with Jesus, which began in chapter 9 of the Gospel of Luke, the journey from Galilee and the north down to Jerusalem, has finished, and Jesus has made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, which the church celebrates each year on Palm Sunday. So all the Gospel passages over the next few weeks take place during Holy Week, those final days leading up to the events of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Therefore, tensions begin to rise. The Gospel today is from Luke chapter 20. This is the only time that we meet this strange group called the Sadducees in this Gospel. The Sadducees were the conservatives and the aristocratic group of the day, who scorned the more progressive views of the popular Pharisees. The Sadducees only accepted the first five books of the Hebrew Scriptures, known as the Torah. In the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 25, we find the law of Leverite marriage, whereby a brother was supposed to raise up an heir for his childless dead brother. This was meant to protect the property rights of a family. 
Here the Sadducees pose a case of a succession of seven airless brothers that they think will force Jesus to renounce the resurrection by showing the absurdity of it. Instead, Jesus replies that the succession of husbands is a problem for the Sadducees only because they have not thoroughly comprehended the meaning of the resurrection. Resurrection life will not be exactly the same as the present one. Death will have been abolished, and so sexual relations, and especially the need to continue a particular family line, will be irrelevant. Those whom God counts worthy of the age to come, as opposed to the present age, will have bodies appropriate for the new world in which death will be no more. And this continues to be good news for all who work for justice in this present world. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. What is your first thought when you're going through trials? My first thought when I'm going through a trial is, God, please get me out of this. In the book of James, chapter 1, in the second and third verse, it tells us to consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. The author of James tells us to look at trials through different lenses, entirely than we are normally used to. He tells us to look at trials as, as a thing to find joy in, not to shut away from. Generally, we think of trials as punishment, things to be avoided. But the Christian is called to view them as times of growth and refining. How will you change how you're viewing trials that come into your life? How are you going to respond differently when life throws a curveball your way? How are you going to communicate to those around you when you are in a trial? Our challenge today is to view trials for what they are, opportunities that God is placing in our lives so that we become more like Jesus. If we stop fighting the trials and start looking at ways to grow, we might not look at trials as a bad thing, but will agree with what we read in the book of James and find them a joyful opportunity. Well, why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com and remember that wherever you are around the world today, that God is never far from you. Welcome back to the journey. You're with... Uh... Not Dodsey and Dave, is it? No, it's not. Welcome back to Jude and Dodsey. Oh, well, put me first. Thank you. No problem. You are the producer. Just then we heard from the Catholic guy, and uh, what a wise man he is. Now, last week Dave announced that Christian churches are currently recruiting Scripture teachers to join the over 10,000 New South Wales teachers who go into schools and share the gospel with young people in state schools in time set aside for special religious education each and every week. Now, you know about this, don't you, Jude? A little Mate, bit about this? I do know a little bit about this. It's my, it's my regular job. It's the Monday to Friday job, absolutely, working with Scripture teachers in the Diocese of Wollongong. We're about 500 in Wollongong. Wow. See, 10,000 kids a week. And we join with uh, lots of great people from the other Christian churches. And, and look, between all of us, we just see tens of thousands of kids in our region, which is fantastic. So we're on a bit of a push at the moment, as you always are at the end of the year, planning ahead to, uh, to get some more scripture teachers to go into classes next year. Mm. Now, Dave reckons it's just under a quarter of a million kids in New South Wales going to scripture classes alone. That's massive. It is Dodsey. It's a wonderful ministry that's, um, look, I just think it's a strength of public education. Not only are, are families getting that choice to have kids formed in the faith of their family, 
but it's it's just a real strength of, of choice that we've got in public education. So what we're trying to do at the moment is um, is just contact anyone from any church who'd like to go in and uh, and and participate in this in 2014 by teaching kids in state schools, give you uh, some options for some training, um, and and get out there and, and really make Jesus known and loved amongst kids in in state schools. Awesome. Now, Jude, I've seen all these brochures arriving at the schools and they're being flung around the place. What's all that about? Yeah, Icarias, which is um, all of the churches, the Inner Church Commission of Religious Education yep. in schools, they put this uh, brochure together, which is just info for parents, letting them know all the things that go on in special religious education, what's good for your kids to get formed in faith, mm-hmm. and also just some of the things surrounding curriculum and, and the training of SRE teachers. So we're trying to get that into the hands of parents as best we can too. Um, look, I'd encourage people to give me a call on four triple two two four oh seven to talk about training if they want to be a scripture teacher in state schools or if they want to get their hands on one of these brochures. And I know there's lots of teachers that would like to get those brochures to give out to their, their classes as well. So um, please give us a call, four triple two two four oh seven. Yeah, sounds like good advice, Jude. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. In the early days of Christianity, there were people who took the whole thing so seriously that they went out into the desert around the Nile and tried to live a life completely devoted to God. Now, some lived in monasteries and some lived on their own. They were called the Desert Fathers and Mothers. They are a great group. And there are still some around today in the various deserts of this world. And by that I mean the deserts of our great cities as well. There are a number of stories that have come out of their lives and ones that are very applicable to us today. Like this one. Abba Moses lived on his own but not far from the monastery. And one day he got a call from the monastery to come back because one of the brothers had transgressed very seriously and was about to be brought before the whole community. Abba Moses sent back the message he wasn't coming. Well, they sent another lot out to go and get him. He sent back the same message, I'm not coming. The third time they sent out, this time he said, all right, I'll come. And true, he did. The brothers came out to meet him. And what they saw was Abba Moses carrying a bag of sand on his back. Only that bag of sand had a hole in it and the sand was falling out. They said to him, Abba Moses, what's this about? He replied, Here I am today coming to judge the sins of another, and my own are falling behind my back, and I don't even see them. The brothers got the message, asked forgiveness, and everyone, including the accused, went home better for the experience. That's true of us as well, isn't it? How often have you and I gone to judge the transgressions of others, no matter how subtly, and been in total denial about our own sins and failings? How do we ever get the idea that we are fit and worthy to judge others? And yet we do, to the detriment of the other and the detriment of ourselves, because in judging we're never set free. I read recently, and probably you did too, about a young adolescent who was kidnapped and had terrible things done to her in a time of captivity. After her release, she came home to her parents, and while, of course, all care was given and she was listened to, her mother gave her one piece of advice that actually got her through. She said, 
She knew that she had every reason to hate the man and the woman who had abused her. But while that is true, leave the judgment to God. This young woman had every right to judge and would have been blameless in her judging, but in not doing so, she found healing and peace and is happily married today. Jesus was right when he told us, judge not and you will not be judged. Herein is the road to peace for you and me today. Now, here's a bit of an opportunity to attend a couple of events coming up in the diocese. First of all, is the opportunity to explore Pope Francis' encyclical, The Light of Faith. Now, events are being held at St. Paul's Parish at Tongara Road in Albion Park, Father McCormick Parish Hall in 1 Cabbage Tree Lane, Ferry Meadow, and also down there at St. John the Evangelist Parish Hall in Cordeaux Street, Campbelltown, and also at St. Thomas Aquinas Parish Hall in Barrel. There's a heap of different panel speakers covering these uh, these sessions, Dodds. I know quite a few of them. Yeah. They're talking about it really from the perspective of the end of the year of faith. It's a way of celebrating that and, and breaking open that encyclical. So I'd really encourage people to get along. There'll be a Q&A style forum at the, uh, at the conclusion of the evening. So for more information, including dates and times for each of those venues, listeners have just got to contact Darren McDowell, cfl at dow.org.au, or give him a call on 4222 2463. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Do you know, I have found that if I'm rushing from one thing to the next or place to place, then I'm doing too much. When I do this, I become inattentive to details, from the beauty in creation to the feelings of myself and others, from the Spirit's promptings to what my body is telling me. You will remember well the scripture story of Martha and Mary and how Mary, who chose to be still in Jesus' presence, was rewarded. This is a very simple and short encouragement this week and comes back to my introduction, asking the question, am I rushing from one thing to the next? Am I doing too much that I have become inattentive? Aim today to say no to something that would ordinarily add pressure to your life. And say no to any feelings of guilt that accompanies that choice. Or declutter an aspect of your life, letting something go. One of your many roles at church, one of the after-school activities for the kids to spend valuable time with them. Delegate an area of work that someone else is capable of. Clean out a cupboard. And get in touch with what are the absolute necessary things in life. Essentially, focusing on doing only a few things well rather than spreading ourselves thin and compromising the quality of those things. This will help us to lead a well-balanced and integrated life. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about marriage and its purpose. And they lived happily ever after. It's the ending of the fairy tale love story and has become the expected storyline of most modern day couples. Swept away by passion and the overwhelming experience of falling in love, couples expect the wedding to seal their happiness in permanent and effortless marital bliss. Of course, the reality is very different. When we first fell in love, the emotions were so overwhelming, we were convinced that we would be different to every other marriage. Well, a year into our marriage, the honeymoon was definitely over. 
Like all temporary euphoric highs, the infatuation high eventually passes also. For many couples, in just a few years, the perfect mate has become a horrible mistake. How can it be that what began with such high aspirations seems so regularly to have a different outcome? A key reason is that this modern romantic storyline, when combined with a self-entitlement culture, twists our understanding of marriage and its purpose. Most people today view marriage and its purpose as mutual self-fulfillment. They expect their spouse to make them happy. A self-entitlement culture tells them that they have a right to be happy. Now obviously, no one wants to be unhappy, and so the only logical conclusion for any marital unhappiness must be that it is their spouse's fault. In this understanding, unhappiness signals the failure of the marriage, and so begins the misdirected process of trading one spouse in for another, and another, and another. For as long as people look to marriage to be a permanent fix for their unhappiness, they will unwittingly overload each other with impossible expectations. In the rich Judeo-Christian tradition, the purpose of marriage is not just to make one happy, it's to make one holy. In simple terms, this means it's meant to make us become better persons, more loving, more generous, more mature as individuals. When we study successful marriages, we see that the spouses are more concerned with giving love rather than getting it. Each spouse is continually growing emotionally and spiritually, supported by the reciprocal gifts of self of the other. Happiness is therefore the obvious consequence, but this is different to saying that it's its purpose. Couples who marry expecting their spouse to fulfil their every need condemn themselves to guaranteed disappointment. So really, what we are suggesting is a reorientation of our expectations about marriage rather than lowering them. Think of it as reinverting our upside-down understanding. Marriage is one of life's great adventures. When properly focused, it has the potential to bring deep fulfillment and joy. When we orientate our expectations towards giving love and living in mutual, loving service of the other, we'll be far more likely to have a marriage that both endures and satisfies. Moreover, we'll both be happier for it. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more relationship tips, visit smartloving.org. Well, I've said it before, Jude, and I'll say it again. We're blessed to have people of the calibre of Fran and Byron contributing to our show weekly. Now, if you want to listen again to content from any of our presenters or think someone else should hear some of the words of wisdom, just go to the Diocese of Wollongong, radio.dow.org.au or check out the Pulse website, pulse941.com.au. And what's this rumour I hear about a Facebook page, Jude? It isn't a rumour, Dodgy. Facebook for the journey is a reality. If you go to the Journey Catholic Radio Show, you'll find us on Facebook, and we'd love it if you like us on Facebook. We've got a heap of people following us already, and it's got all of those links that you've just spoken about, nice and accessible for people. So check us out on Facebook. I just have to ask you, how good is Jude McCarthy? <laughs> You're out of control. You mean Trish McCarthy? Yeah, the very same. She is fantastic. I've known her for a long time. In fact, I work really closely with her. And when we were thinking about having people to present on the journey, Trish was the first person that came to mind. Mate, mm. she's um, she's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah, she does. Coming up, Mr. Pete Gilmore with his segment, Living the Gospel. And now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. On the weekend, I had this great opportunity to go hiking with a friend. There's this amazing track that goes out from the back of the northern suburbs of Wollongong, up the mountain, and from there you can look out from Broker's Nose. Beautiful. We had a bunch of great laughs, and the scenery was definitely worth the effort. It's safe to say I liked it. Except, 
The truth is, I never climbed that mountain. I just saw pictures of it on Facebook. And the beautiful views, well, they're just from Instagram. The laughter came from the comments people made on the status update, and me liking it was literally just me clicking the like button. For all its wonderful uses, sometimes social media can be more about disconnecting than it is about connecting. Jesus told us that he came that we might have life and have it to the full. But life is meant to be lived first and written about later. The world is full of big possibilities and opportunities. Let's not miss any of them. Saint Irenaeus said the glory of God is people fully alive. So let's live. Let's live big, dream big and glorify God with our lives. And then maybe, just maybe, share them with friends on Facebook later. God bless. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Now, the Holy Spirit Prayer Group in Clamour invites listeners to a seminar on evangelisation that's been conducted by Father Jack Salisbury. Now, Father Jack's an inspiring, charismatic speaker, and he'll be at St. Peter's and Paul's Catholic Church in Clamour. That's at 96 Manning Street, Clamour, and it's on Friday the 15th and Saturday the 16th of November. Do you know him, Jude? Father Jack Salisbury, I certainly do know him. I remember first coming across him when I was about eight years old, Dodgy, Mm. and uh, he spoke at church, and it just had such an influence on me. I think I marched up to him. Well, Mum and Dad tell the story that I marched up to him after church and just said, thanks, that was great, you're awesome, something like that anyway. And and a couple of other occasions in my life too, he's just come across my radar, and on each occasion just had a a real impact upon the way I approach uh, my faith and sharing my faith. Yeah, his great desire is to see people discover their Christian identity, their preciousness and their giftedness, and then to use those gifts for the glory of God, their own personal joy, and to influence the people in their neighbourhood and beyond. Now, his preference has always been to minister and encourage the poor of third world nations, and he does this most effectively with his humour and joy. So look, if listeners want to go and hear Father Jack Salisbury and to to learn from him, this, uh, this amazing international evangelist, you need to contact Tom or Claire Anderson on 4232-3118 because uh, he's, he's going to have a big impact down there at Kaihammer. I can, I can just feel it. What else is going on, Dozzy? Oh, there's heaps going on. Uh, I Stand Nights. You've probably heard of those. Yep, I Stand do a great job. Youth Mission Team. Yep, yep. Well, they've got a regional youth group gathering and that's always from 7 or 9pm on Sunday nights and it's happening at St. Colin Kills Parish in Coromel. Now, this youth group's for youth between 14 and 18 years old. They have music, they have games, friendship, talks, they even go on camps. There's heaps of fun. And the best part about it is everyone's welcome. So get along and meet up with some awesome young people. And of course, uh, the youth mission team there. Now for more info, because I know you want it, contact Wollongong. What? Is that, is that somewhere near Wollongong? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why don't you contact Wollongong youth mission team manager, Chris Brennan. Good bloke. He's at wollongong at ymt.com.au or 433 359. It's a good fellow, Chris Brennan, and he's had a big impact upon young people in our region. I think that's just about it for another week, Dodgy. Really encourage listeners to keep spreading the word about the journey. It's being advertised in schools and churches all around the place, and there are growing numbers of people listening in via the live streaming, or you can go to our Facebook page, The Journey Catholic Radio Show. It's got links to podcasts, past shows, and all that sort of stuff. And come on, seriously, get on there and like us at Facebook. Go on. Go on, do it. I can't believe it, Jude, but that's just over three months of shows that have already flown by. And just, just, just a bit of a cheerio to Fritz from Fig Tree, who's uh, listening, and he'll, uh, he'll probably jump on and like us on Facebook too. It has gone quick, Dodgy, the first uh, three months, and I've got to say it again, 
both yourself and Dave are doing a mighty job. It's uh, great to have you both on board and to have all of our you know, wonderful presenters giving us that input each week on board as well. Yep, so if you like what you heard today, tune in again next week because they're all back, all your old favourites. Come on, Jude, you got to do our normal sign-off, you know, the one Dave and I do all the time? No, you're on your own. Right, eh? Until next time, have yourselves a great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.